This is GoPowerCat.com publisher Tim Fitzgerald. Thank you for listening to this PowerCat podcast. Make sure you never miss an episode of the PowerCat podcast by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or your favorite podcast network. And if you enjoy this podcast, please consider becoming a subscriber to GoPowerCat.com. We cover the Wildcats like no one else with our VIP customers enjoying one-of-a-kind coverage from our team of professional journalists. And sign up today for an annual subscription to GPC and grab a 30% discount on your first year. And now here's the PowerCat Podcast. The following is a GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street production. You've discovered your link to GoPowerCat.com's PowerCat Overtime Podcast, presented by Fridge Wholesale Liquor, and it starts right now. Now, let's go to the WTC gig-powered studios. Here's your host, GoPowerCat.com publisher, Tim Fitzgerald. Welcome to the Overtime. It's Friday, it's your fun day, it's your Friday, free day, freaking fantastic day. That was a little too much because I can hear the spit on your lips. It's the overtime. It's like food for your ears. The Powercat Overtime Podcast. You ask us questions, we answer. I know that sounds tame, but you don't ask normal questions sometimes, so we put them into the overtime. This week is so good. It better be. Last week was epic. Riley, uh, you're welcome. You had the greatest rant ever. I was totally outraged by what I heard from these people. It's my opinion, and it counts as much as anybody else's. Ever. And let me point this out, folks. If you've listened to the PowerCap Overtime podcast from last week, I'm getting confused about which ones I'm doing. Riley didn't understand his geography of Oklahoma very well. The roots are treacherous. So use your maps. Uh, I lost my map. You haven't been issued a map yet. Let's just, we'll just say that. And I got trolled by my own Google Maps on my phone that sent me, here's some points of interest for you on your trip to Ponca City. <laughs> Stupid poetic justice. That's where the hotel is. So I'm sure it tied into the Hilton app and they sent me that, but it was just still funny. The good thing about this week's overtime is we got a lot of great questions that make you think. It's not just listing your favorites. It makes you think. I don't like the outside the box. Ooh, I like being in the box. Shut up. It's because you're boring. Okay. Uh, We're sponsored by The Fridge. They are not boring, and they are a giant box store of booze. It's a square because the building's square. Think how big a blockbuster used to be not your neighborhood video store a blockbuster filled with great VHS copies of Die Hard thousands of them Th- greatest Christmas movie ever thousands of them whole building full of this the fridge is so big they had to expand when they took over the blockbuster they expanded Riley or like was it a side like what it was the blockbuster yeah, they expanded. To oh, the, sorry, you're saying the fridge had to expand itself, right? I thought you were saying they had to expand into the built, like 
another part of the building that belonged to we something just else. started now you're confused about this what are you on man you tripping <laughs> i'm you. worried about you screw you the overtime's too intellectual for it's you too hard it's also been a very long day for me when we are recording this okay zach i apologize for this we do this on tuesdays really i'm sorry i'm, I'm telling them so uh, I came in on Tuesday and interviewed Monty Spiller and Kevin Keatsman for the Sources podcast. We went to the Chris Kleiman um, Tuesday press conference, had a delicious meal. It was delicious. It was turkey. It was like a little Thanksgiving. And um, then you get the players. I came back to finish up the Sources podcast because I wanted to get that up on the site because it was awesome. And then after you guys do your work on that, on Tuesday's stuff. We come in here and we do the Wednesday questions podcast and the overtime in one sitting. And after that, while I work on the Wednesday podcast and get it ready for Wednesday morning, you guys go out there and do the press pass. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place. And I don't care how tough you are. It will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody. Is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. And I also broke some recruiting news. Wow, you got a lot going on, kid. And oh, I yeah. also had to write a story about Barry Trammell <laughs> putting K-State in his top ten. I want to talk about this. So if you missed that story, Barry Trammell, someone I greatly respect and Russell Westbrook loves, <laughs> he works at the Daily Oklahoman, and he's a columnist, and he, he does, I don't think, Barry Trammell doesn't need attention. I mean, you know, he gets it without even trying, Russell Westbrook. That's hard to say. Can Russell, you not say Russell Westbrook? Russell Westbrook. He did it. He really did it. Goodness. Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook. He did a top 10 of teams based on what they've done this season. Wipe out the perception. Everyone starts at the same baseline. Who's done something of substance this season? Do you have the top 10 there in front of you? Here is Barry Trammell's top 10 after week four of the season. Most teams have played three games. Go. From one to 10, Auburn, LSU, Cal, Clemson, Georgia, Wisconsin, Florida, Iowa, USC, and Kansas State. Say what? There you go. No Alabama, no Oklahoma, no Clemson. Clemson's four. Oh, I'm sorry, I missed it. But behind Cal, who beat Washington. No Texas. He has Kansas State, the top team in the Big 12. But he's wiping out any preseason bias. Biases. Biases. Boozies. That's Spanish for French. He wipes all that out and says, everyone's at zero. What are you this week? I love it. It's a fair way to do it, but it's also a dumb way to do it. I think it's ultimately the fair way to do it, but it's dumb to do it this early. You don't have enough yes. input information. And not to dive into this too much, but you also have to look and try to compare them head to head. Yes, K-State's done more than Alabama in terms of what they've beaten, but who is the better team overall? Oh, clearly K-State. 
So yeah, I wrote that story. It's been it's just been a long Tuesday. So I'm glad that as I listen to this right now, it's Friday and all my work's been done for about two days. If you're wondering what I did today, besides the podcast, besides going to the press conference, besides eating lunch, I came back, put together a podcast, uh, then did some tweeting, and then had some pudding. Moms, you know how the kids love jello pudding. And some other snacks. <laughs> it was delicious. Did I mention we're sponsored by the fridge? Indeed. Yeah, we talked about expanding the blockbuster. Oh, yeah. Man, we've gone a long way since then. Blah, 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 blah. It's because it's the overtime, and we can do what we want. I wonder what I've added into this show so far. Meanwhile, back at our house. All I got to say is ain't no, nothing going on here, dude. Nothing funny going on here. Nothing funny going on. No. I wonder what fun stuff I put in here. I'm telling you, last week I was in a zone, man. If I wanted something, I was able to find it. What I found for Ryan Black, the, the, the Dale Earnhardt Jr. NASCAR thing, was maybe the greatest find in overtime history. It was so perfect for Ryan Black. Even he chuckled. <laughs> That's awesome. You ask us questions, we answer. So let's get to the questions. From Chris66204, toilet paper, unroll over the top oh. or unroll from the bottom? Over. Over. Oh, absolutely over. If you do toilet paper under, you are a communist. Keeping it real. I believe that. I... I think if you come in and borrow my toilet paper without asking, you're a communist. I hate going under so much that I will literally flip it. Oh, yes. yeah. yeah. If I'm in a hotel. If I'm at your house, I'm going to flip it. I love that. Riley, you and I just bonded on this. But then I'm going to not know how to put your toilet paper holder back on because for some reason some of them are very difficult. Like the one in our office. Yeah. Once pain you figure it out. in the ass. Once you no, figure, once it out, figure it out, it's fine. It's fine. But. Getting there, it's like, what is this design? Over. It's meant to tear off. It's meant to, uh, you got a book or now modern phone in the other hand, so you don't need two hands to tear off paper. Yeah, you literally cannot get a clean tear if you're going under. You can't tear it. It just keeps coming out. Yeah. I don't understand how you can, why do people do it? If you were an under toilet paper roller, start a thread on Wabash. Tell us why. Tweet to me Explain. so I can put you on blast. Well, why? Just... The, only, <laughs> the only thing I can think of is if you have a Water cat. Wet. You have a cat that'll get into the toilet paper, so you put it under so it won't go. But, you, but it could still claw it and pull it down. But if it, yeah, if you it know, does that, but it that way. Claws. But it, like, okay, having a cat, that's a problem, that's, too. But, yeah. If you <laughs> why have do you cat, have a cat? Don't respond. Like, if you have no pets, no children... Young enough to... You're just the worst. Screw around. Why do you go under? Why do you live? Roger that. Uh, we're taking gunfire. Prepare for evasive maneuvers. Too far? <laughs> Probably. Okay, yeah. I take that back. From Chris66204, how do you drink your high-end whiskey? On the rocks or neat? And is putting some kind of soda... In with high-end whiskey, a complete affront, yeah. or is it up to the drinker? Well, at the end of the day, it's up to the drinker. I mean, you can put, like, your toes in your whiskey if you really want to. It's your drink. I don't know why you would do it. I uh, I always have to have it chilled, so if you've got an ice ball, that'd be nice. And I'm not a patient guy, so I usually put in a splash of water 
to you know to get me farther along so I don't have to wait for the ice to melt down a little bit. See, oh sorry, go on. But yeah, I mean I'm I really don't mix it. I just give me give me some ice and a splash of water because when I get my drink, I don't want to sit there and jingle the ice and try to get it to melt down so it's just the right. No, I just want to drink the damn thing. See, I chill so my I, whiskey. In the freezer? Yeah, all then, my all my hard alcohol I put in the freezer, so it's always cold. Um, that's good. But, uh, yeah, I'll still put it on ice just because I like the way it tastes better coming off the ice. Um, but, like, the hot—so they, they talk about putting pop in a drink. He says soda because he thinks he's first class or something like I that. I probably meant club soda. Soda's fine. Whatever it is. But, so, like, if I'm having just, like—I like Crown. That's my, that's my drink. So if I'm having a Crown— just normal crown. I'll put Coke with it and have a crown of Coke and sit there and do that. But if it's like a higher up crown, like one of the more expensive right. ones, I will not and I refuse to put it in that. But Woodford refu- refuse to put Coke in Woodford. Like, oh. You can't do that, but you could put it with with Jack Daniels with normal crown, whatever. Yeah, I That's feel fun. like regular crown, Jack, you know, certainly Seagram's if you're that kind of weirdo. Um Whatever you've got, and what else? I mean, what else is out there? there? Those things, yeah. If you want to mix that with Coke or Seven, it's not like you're offending the senses of of uh, high end drinkers. But when you get into your really good bourbons and whiskeys, the ones you spend a lot of money on, and I'm probably talking like Woodford Reserve, my one of choice and above. I'm suggesting that you leave before I have to get snooty. Snooty. Woodford's kind of come down because it's gotten so popular now. The price has come down just a little bit or stabilized. There's whiskeys out there that I think are inferior and more expensive. Anyhow, if it's got any kind of full flavor like that, man, you just need to put some ice in there. Drink it neat if you enjoy that. My wife drinks scotch neat. Isn't isn't that neat? I have a bottle of Crown XR at home. What's the XR stand for? Extra reserve? Yeah, I think so. That's, or that's is it like it is. a superhero name? No, it's not that. But it's rather not cheap, and I will not let. No. Someone asked if they could have a, or like I told them to have a drink. They were like, do you have Sprite? And I was like, I do have Sprite in this house. You will not put it with that. I will take it from you first. And then they went in your bathroom and flipped your toilet paper upside down. <laughs> I want to go on record saying I don't drink high-end anything. Because you don't like it, or you just don't. I just don't. Just budget. I don't even drink budget. But you don't. Drink, <laughs> you don't drink any. Li- yeah, uh, I don't. Zach drink doesn't liquor. drink liquor. You don't. Not like at home. At a bar, maybe. Yeah, but I've never once seen you drink liquor. I don't think. Oh, I'm certain. One of the best. Night maybe one instance. time at Power and Light after that uh, oh, yeah. Colorado State oh, yeah. game. Was oh, it Colorado yeah. State? Uh, no, Vanderbilt. it was Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. Yeah. Rally and I one time, and this was a big deal tournament, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah. Had, had a great mandate where we went together, and uh, we ended up at the cigar box, just outside of Power and Light, drinking Woodford. Well, because it goes – so this was the first, like, real bar I had ever been to. I just had turned 21 recently, and the only bars I'd gone to was, you know – Cause shot stop, like where you're just yelling whiskey coke, and they're giving you just the bottom whiskey. Kentucky so, Deluxe, which you shouldn't put in your freezer because it'll freeze. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like I had never really ordered a drink, drink at a true good bar, and I said whiskey coke, 
and she asked me what kind of whiskey I wanted, and I kind of panicked just because I had never been asked that question before, and I froze, and Fitz said Woodford and water, and then I woke up the next morning with my jeans on. Alcohol is a way of life. Alcohol is my way of life, and I aim to keep it. <laughs> I got to say, that's better than waking up the next morning with my jeans on. <laughs> no. Oh, hell no. Hey, it that was an awesome night. We ripped through so much through so much Woodford. I went back in the next night and I didn't really want to drink very much and the bartender said, "Hi, Mr. Fitzgerald." <laughs> it was rough. <laughs> yeah, we forget. Apparently I overtipped. If you if he remembers the name after <laughs> running the credit card, he, he you did that. But no, I I love Woodford so much, and that was with a splash of water on the rocks with a splash of water. That's what we were drinking that night, and we did a lot of it. If you've never been to the Cigar Box, if you like a bar that smells like cigars and has an old guy doing karaoke where he's singing standards for the most part, was singing like Sinatra and those type of things, and then branched off into dance music, which was hysterical. The Cigar Box is your place. It's right across the highway from the Sprint Center. From Queso Cat, if you had to give up one of these for the rest of your life... It's going to be a cheese question. Which would you choose? Beer and wine? That's one option. Liquor? Second option. Cheese? And he includes cheese on pizza, nachos, mac and cheese, etc. You cannot eat cheese again. That is the last option. I'm going with beer and wine because... I'm never going to give up cheese overall because I put it on too many things. And I love beer. Like, I, I love drinking beer, but I could give it up because, A, if you're ever on a night where you just want to get really drunk, you're not going to beer first because it's going to take longer. And, B, you're not going to put on weight as easy if you stop drinking beer. So that's my I would give up the beer and wine because I also don't drink wine. I'd probably give up beer and wine out of that. Look, when I ran into my health issues, I didn't drink for like six months. So, I mean, I'm capable of just giving it up. But if I wanted to be healthy, I'd give up beer and cheese. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, Take, pick them and choose. I, cheese is not the greatest thing for you. Although, queso cat, you're good for me. You're you're good for my soul. Cheese, though, is really not a good thing to eat. It's processed. and You just gave me a cup of cheese today. Yep, I did. And uh, after I ate twice as much cheese as I gave you. so I. But I probably, if my health was okay, I wouldn't give up liquor. Because sometimes a guy needs to sit down with a stout drink and just say, Oh, I need this so badly. But I'd give it up if I had to. Obviously, I'm picking liquor. <laughs> <laughs> I have a night in, in San Antonio that would back that one up. <laughs> Coming up on a year anniversary. Oh. Woo! Maybe someone will mail your phone to you. <laughs> From Queso Cat again, Patrick Mahomes was seen at the Jonas Brothers concert at the Sprint Center on Sunday night, dancing and singing along to the songs. Does this make the Jonas Brothers more cool or Patrick Mahomes more lame? I don't think the more cool doesn't. I don't think the modern version of the Jonas Brothers are uncool. I think maybe the younger version was kind of the modern version of Jonas Brothers is amazing. Yeah, I think the Jonas Brothers have changed their game. They've escalated into more cool. 
They're more. Cool they were still me. cool, though. They were back still fine. The yeah, they were fine. No, but they were cool. Teenager cool. Now they're kind of more cool because they're older men and and we smoke with cigarettes. They got mad at my mom, and then I suddenly had my friend come in, and he smokes with cigarettes. I wanted to do hood rat stuff with my friend. <laughs> <laughs> no, their, their new stuff's really, really good, um, and I. Tip of the cap to Patrick Mahomes because he had a great seat at that concert. If he could afford it. Yeah. The Jonas Brothers don't need Patrick Mahomes to make the Jonas Brothers cool. But he does make them cooler. I mean, you can always be better. Like, just ask any coach. You can always get better. Just want everyone to love me, but I don't know how to make them do it. But it doesn't make Patrick Mahomes lame either. It doesn't... Remember when everyone made fun of me for Love and Pink and then she went on the Oscars and sang and everyone, oh, yeah, she's good. Yeah, that's been a long time since her first album. She's been around for a while. Yeah. I remember watching the Kids' Choice Awards, and, like, she was singing, and then there was slime, I think, coming out of a guitar. There was slime. Wow. (laughs) And then, like, ten years later, Pink sounds like, is this the same Pink? And Fitz's like, oh, yeah, that's that's the Pink that got slimed. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds so bad. I I think my first memory of Pink was when she sang on Lady Marmalade or whatever that song was. I'm coming on is the only good pink song. Shut up. Read the next question, reader boy. This is from Watacat now. Okay. Uh, which Big 12 coach, basketball or football, uses the worst coach speak cliches? Mm. See, I don't know if I can necessarily answer coach speak cliches. I can answer, like, which coach just doesn't give you very good detailed answers. because yeah, you do the teleconferences. I mean, I mean, I don't know what you want me to tell that. Everybody's like, football is a team game. Okay, it's not a team game. Okay, I did my part. All right, I put in a great game plan. I mean, these players—they're horrible. These my players are no good. I mean, everybody's like, no excuses. No, I got—you know what? I got 22 excuses. 11 on my offense and 11 on my defense. Do we have a chance next week? No, we don't. We're 0 and 8. We're not good at football. I got three white receivers. I tried to recruit bigger, better players to come play for us, but they went to good schools. I mean, they're all talking in the locker room like, we're a team. We're in this together. No matter what happens, we're together. Like, not me. Dude, I'm out of here. This team's terrible. In football, it's Matt Rule. He doesn't get down to specifics about the game. He just kind of, oh, yeah, you know, we were very pleased with, with Charlie's play, and, and he did well, and we're excited about his potential and what he can, do, you know. Blah, blah, blah. Very broad. Doesn't give specifics. In basketball, hmm, I would probably say, well, Bob Huggins doesn't get into specifics, but that's because Bob Huggins is kind of a jackwad. That's pretty good Bob Huggins right there. Mm, We took him to the mall. Kids like malls. (laughs) What did he say? I have no idea. I don't know what he's saying. Steve Prohm gives really good answers, like long, but if you type them out and you read them and you're like, I don't know if there was much there. I think he just talked for a really long period of time. I don't know. Basketball is not as easy for me to identify. I'm not in basketball mode right now, but football is definitely Matt Rule. Ron Kruger a little bit, maybe. Pretty yeah, generic. yeah. There you go. That's it. Scott Drew's like basketball fun. Dude, throw Scott the ball Drew to loves me. Us. Scott Drew Those loves us. Those guys going to be in the pros. He loves the media, and he will tell us whatever we want to know because he just wants to be our friend. <laughs> I have just met you, and I love you. <laughs> My master made me this collar. He is a good and smart master, and he made me this collar so that I may talk. Squirrel! He's like, I hope you guys have a great week. I hope you all travel safe. 
you are the best thing since sliced bread. All right, one of those he did not actually say. He doesn't want us to travel safe. Uh, I, I'm <laughs> say, we're the best thing since sliced bread. From Contra Cat, if you're Matt Campbell and Michigan calls, do you take the call? Oh, hell yes. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Is it me you're looking for? I mean, if I'm anyone and Michigan calls, I take the call. Michigan is probably, if you wiped every coach off of their jobs right now, Michigan is probably a top hell it might be the best job to go accept what job not calculating in the status of the program currently or the rebuilding job or any of that let's let's take a cross section here okay USC Texas Ohio State Michigan Florida State Alabama which one of those would you want to coach at the most? Ohio State or Michigan. I think you're going to have the most consistent seasons, the best recruiting year in and year out, and I think your competition is going to be easier. I I would answer the same thing, and I would say Michigan out of that because my family's from Michigan. My, my mom's side of the family's from Michigan, so I was raised to hate Ohio State, which I really don't. But, I mean, my aunt and uncle went to Michigan. I Michigan's football tradition is pretty amazing. Notre Dame would, of course, be in there. That might be that actually might be high on your list because you're a good Catholic boy. But for me, Michigan is just college football. I grew up with that. It's just, yeah, I would take their phone call. And also, jobs aside, if Matt Campbell could get a little bit better job than Iowa State, he might want to take it. A because you're gonna have better resources for you. B, yeah, things aren't looking amazing at Iowa State right now. They're good. They're still trending upwards, I believe. But I think we are seeing him. He might be bumping up on that ceiling. without David Montgomery and mm-hmm. and Hakeem Butler. So yeah, but would you want to be Brady Hoke? Here's the problem with Michigan. Jim Harbaugh has done not at all what he was expected to do. You know, hey, you need to win the Big Ten. You need to be in the college football playoff. That was their expectations when they hired him. However, he's still pretty damn good. Yeah. He's winning like eight, nine games a year. It's Michigan. You should. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So, you know, Big Alabama. Ten isn't that good. The Big Ten is really good at the top, but there's a lot of beatable teams in the Big Ten. And you're always going to play Ohio State. I mean, I'm just saying I don't want to go to a job where I could go nine and three, finish second in my division, and they're like, well, um, sorry, you're, you're gone. You give me a contract that's guaranteed, I will go coach your team. You give me a five, six-year contract at $4 million a year, I'm not so sure I wouldn't choose to stink. That's fair. I would pull the Mike Leach and say, hey, I'm out of a job. I'll see you in Key West. <laughs> Why he went to Washington State, I'm still not sure. But to answer reporters' weird questions. Yeah, that's gotten old for me. The mascot battles, that's when I was kind of like, this is old. From KSU number one, is it fair or not to pick on the mullet during a press conference? Look, I don't think it's ever fair to ask a coach something to make him be in an awkward position, which is what that question was. 
that's what people are struggling. A lot of people today, a couple of guys in the K-State media were like, I thought Gundy was over the line with that. What, no. how, how young were those guys? One See, was my age. Mm-hmm. One was slightly older than me. See, and I really think it's generational. I'm just from the generation. You don't ask a coach a shock question just to elicit a reaction. And now, I thought it was a pretty good question because, you know, it, it got a good answer. It, you can say what you want, but he answered the question. It got an answer. It's not so much that it's not so much that he asked about the mullet. If he'd have just been like, "Hey, Mike, uh, the mullet's still a thing. Two years after it was funny, you ever thought about cutting it?" It's a dumb question, but it's not a bad question. It's just stupid. What he he was trying to stir up more controversy because I guess from what I read, I, in fairness, I'm not totally plugged into Oklahoma State and all this stuff. Apparently, he and T Boone didn't get along all that well no, all the time. I didn't know. And so when you have that, and there's a story about him, you know, well, maybe he gave him money for a haircut. After he died, like, it's just, it's not, it was worded terribly. He took the wrong angle on it, and I thought he deserved every bit of backlash he got. He did. But he didn't ask him about the mullet, and that's what people see, aren't understanding. The thing about it is, if you really were being a journalist and wanted information, that's a question you just ask the sports information director. Hey, is it? Is there any truth to this? Did he really do that? No, it was a fake story, you Nimrod. Because I think the guy thought it was real. Do your research, man. You know, but it's not about getting the information. It's about asking the question to get the reaction. That isn't journalism to me. That's that's a hey, look at me moment. Also, don't do it on the Big 12 Coaches Teleconference. Do it at the end of his 30-minute media session on Monday in Stillwater. Truly a hey, look at me moment. I've got... I've got national media on here with me. Hey, I'm this edgy reporter from Austin. Hire me. And it, I don't think it worked at all. I think he got the opposite. Now it, people don't take him seriously. There was an article I saw yesterday, fake obviously, but it was like about the Rutgers athletic department using all of their beer sales to buy buy out their head coach who sucks, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> they had a whole bunch of fake quotes in there. That'd be the equivalent of somebody asking their coach on the teleconference, hey, those beer sales trying to get you bought out. <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. Next question is from KNED. Hotel etiquette question. Mm. You already covered the stink, the hotel lobby bathroom, not your own. Mm-hmm. How about continental, continental breakfast etiquette? Should you respect the other guests by actually showering and getting ready for the day first? Or is it okay for an adult to just roll out of bed and come to breakfast? It's a great question. Hold on. Roll out of bed. If you sleep nude, no, it's not okay to go to breakfast nude. It, I think you should at least put on clothing, whether it's sweats or something. That's fine. You have to wear underwear. As long as you're that's not. That's a great. You have to wear underwear. You don't. Have, you you have, have to wear underwear. Cause I'm free. Free falling. Okay. I don't know how weird we want to get on this. I don't wear underwear to bed. I just wear shorts. But I would never walk out of my house. I'm out there, Jerry, and I'm loving every minute. Without them on. Hey, 
that's good. I'm happy for that. I'm trying to keep my eyes up. Um, look, you're asking about eating a continental breakfast. We have now established what kind of Hampton Inn or Days Inn you're staying at. Just don't be naked. As long as it's not flannel pajamas or something that looks like, you know, you what purchased you legitimate pajamas. Right. Like, and you're just like the type of people that stroll through Walmart in their pajamas. Are you one of those people? Stop. Don't go to Walmart. Don't go eat your continental breakfast. Put on some a t-shirt and some gym shorts. Look like you might actually be acceptable in public. If it's flannel from head to toe and it's a onesie, no. Like flannel pants and a t-shirt, fine. Athletic shorts and a t-shirt, fine. I, I disagree on that. Hey, if you They're are pajama pants, don't wear them. If you're eating breakfast at a flagship hotel, a Marriott, a Hilton, a Sheraton, a Hyatt, get ready and wear clothing. If you're eating at a place named an inn or a lodge or doesn't even have one of those, if they call themselves super or have a numeral in their name, don't get arrested. Above that, you're good. You are at the Walmart of hotels. I'm really hungry right now. I know. I'm just. I was just thinking of Embassy Suites breakfast. Mm. We stayed we in an Embassy Suites eat. in Mississippi, and we were there for two mornings and missed breakfast not once but twice because we had to leave so early. Yeah, that's not good. I was so depressed. That Guys, is, there's nothing more that I love horrible. than when Fitz puts us in the embassy suites in Denton, Texas. Like, yes. I'm so happy because omelets are one of my favorite foods in the world and they get to you get to make your own and it's amazing and and then it's not there even though it's right there. I'm so depressed. I'm so sorry, guys. Yeah. So sorry. I but feel like we only ever stay in embassy suites when we fly. I know that's not true. That's not true. <laughs> Except for when we don't. There's only one other time I can think of, and it was when we were in Dallas after a Texas game. And we left, had an early flight. Very sad. Hmm. But I haven't stayed in the one in Denton, but your guys' reviews. Sounds like it might be the nicest embassy suites ever. It's amazing. The one in Norman's really nice. We never want to stay in a different hotel ever again. It works well, honestly, because with three of you traveling, someone does the, the pull-out couch or sleeps on the couch, and the other two are in the beds. Fritch or, always calls it. I always offer him. We always offer Fritch a bed, Fritch and he can, always defers to the second Fritch half. Fritch can honestly, I'm sleep about to, anywhere. Honestly, I'm about to start just, like, not offering it because I always know what the answer is going to be. Yeah, he can sleep anywhere. I mean, he's just happy. You can give him a recliner. He's fine. The best ones, when I can find a Homewood Suites, and they have the two-bedroom thing where they have the the double queens in one room and a king in another room and still a living room, that's the home run for road trips. That's pretty good. Breakfast still is not Embassy Suites It breakfast. is not. It is not. I wish Manhattan had an Embassy Suites. I think, so we could stay there? <laughs> I think building an Embassy Suites out there by the football stadium close to Embath would make a lot of sense. Yeah, it really would. And then I would stay there. <laughs> Honey, I'm going to go stay at the NBC Suites tonight. Are you mad at me? No, it's an NBC Suites. I'll see you later. <laughs> from, <laughs> from KM Wildcat, 
Why do you guys at GPC pick on Riley? That travel ramp was priceless. Sadly, I understood everything he was trying to say, even through the fast forwards. Still, he had a valid point. Yeah. Who's that from? From KM Wildcat. I have no clue what point was made last week, and we're not going to rehash this. I, I just, I appreciate someone standing up for me because, like, you know, I think if you go by numbers, I produce a lot of stories for this website, and all it ever turns into is just backlash on me. So, so rude. So rude. Get on Google Maps every once in a while. Okay, Riley, I'm going to defend you. (laughs) Oh, no, I don't like where this is going at all. By making fun of myself. Mm. I'm so old. When we went on vacations as kids, we would sit in the back seat and read the Atlas to pass time. I'm dead serious. The giant, oversized State Farm Atlas. Yeah. You would read through that. You would study the states. You knew all the capitals. You knew where all the towns were. You knew where all the states, what states touched what. You did all these things. You studied where the national parks were. It was great. I learned a lot from that. And you sat in the back of the family minivan. Did you have a minivan? Uh, for a while. Okay. We went to Suburbans. Because you have 12 children in your family. Four. <laughs> Close enough. It's math. Uh, and you sat in the back with your little gaming console or reading a Powercat Illustrated magazine, which is just brain rot right there. And you didn't learn these essential ingredients. You spent time... Telling Parker to shut up. Was a, that was a good one. That's that all that ever happened on your trips. Not wrong. Okay. So I'd like to publicly apologize to you for making fun of you on last week's podcast. You deserve peace of mind, and peace of mind is what you shall have. Boo. Yeah. Don't worry, I'm about to get made fun of him again here. Now, don't say that. Last question of the podcast is from Contra Cat. Would Riley be... <laughs> I told you I was about to get made fun of again. Would Riley be, be game for a small reality series where he is kidnapped and dropped off somewhere in Big 12 country with no phone and wallet and antics ensue? Yes! Yes! <laughs> Finding Riley. I had to put that question in, but then I had to put one in to defend myself. Uh, where would we drop him? I'm going to be dead honest with you. It's not that I don't think, or it's not that I like, like, I'm just going to be honest. I could not do it. No, (laughs) I would not be open to this. This would be awful. If you drop me anywhere near the nine schools, I'd be able to figure out where I was. You drop me in West Virginia. I'll know I'm in West Virginia, but I will be in big trouble. How close? Guys, go drop me in the middle of Salina without my phone, and I don't know if that I could get there, get anywhere pretty quickly. Like, I could eventually find the interstate, but, like, I wouldn't know, oh, left, right, left, here we go. There we are. How close does it have to be to a Big 12 member institution? Are there in the rules? same city, at least. Yeah, Wait, I don't, I don't within think it's city fair. limits? I don't think it's fair to drop them in Amarillo. Oh, you mean, you mean, like... Oh, on the you mean distance to the campus? You're gonna drop him in Amarillo? No, not that. I Look, would have dropped him off in like the, the if if we're going to Stillwater, you can't go drop me in a random city. You have to drop me in Stillwater, and then I got to get out. 
What? Wait, what, no. wasn't that the question? It's somewhere in Big 12 country. I figured that just meant of the 10 no, I think cities. Means, no. no. Oh, I'm in Stillwater. I'm, I win the game. Like, I win the show. Like I thought I had to maybe no. get somewhere for in Stillwater from a certain pl- other place in Stillwater. Pure fiction. Wrong. Like, that's what I thought he was saying. No. No. You're, you're screwed. Uh, then no, I don't want to do that because no. these jackasses would send me to like the bottom of of Texas, and they'd be like, "Uh, yeah, sure, it's it's decently close," and then I'd be walking forever. I'd pick the Texas-looking parts of Oklahoma down, like in that southwestern part. So you think you're like, "Oh, I'm near Lubbock," but you're really not. You're still closer to Norman. <laughs> Hard pass. Hard pass. I might drop you like in southeast Missouri where you think you're in Kansas and then you're really confused. Yeah, you think it's West Virginia? <laughs> then, <laughs> then three years later, you live in a trailer, you're only wearing wife beaters, and you got seven children. Sister mamas. That didn't mean to insult southeast Did. Kansas. I meant Missouri. Huh. I feel like that question had more potential than I delivered. You checked out. Yeah. I, after I apologized, I think after that I was just filled with regret and remorse for doing that. And then I couldn't really participate after that. I was like, crap, what have I done? I have won the game. What have I done? Thanks for listening to the overtime. It's game day tomorrow. You should go back and listen to that pregame podcast if you haven't. Soak it up. We do it just for you. K-State, Oklahoma State, Saturday, somewhere in Oklahoma. Riley's not sure. It's on a station that you're not sure about. It's Big 12 football. You've been listening to the PowerCat Overtime Podcast, presented by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. PowerCat Podcast, all rights reserved, gopowercat.com and Spirit Street Publishing.